with Sweet Home Alabama playing in the background at the Muffin House. Hey, everybody. Tom Lydon with you for the Westwood Living Podcast. I am joined today by Kristen Bender-Dabul. How are you, my dear? I am good. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> First time here, I hear. First time here. What do you think? I love it. Right? We had a good egg and cheese sandwich. Coffee isn't too bad. Well, very intrigued by your business model because you have made it work. <laughs> and you've made it work a couple different ways. You are not only an interior designer. Yes. Raha Home. Mm-hmm. But you also have a boom in furniture rental business, Kadima Rentals. So I want to give us the opportunity to talk about both of those. Okay. And I did learn a bit when we wrote your business profile about how it all started. Sure. So your essence was born in the Midwest. I mean, you're from Nebraska. From Nebraska, so yes. So take people through kind of what makes you who you are. Sure. Okay. So from Nebraska... The most stereotypical, my dad is a farmer from a small rural town, about 750 people, very small, had major focus on sports, just like Westwood, which is kind of exciting. Were you you an athlete? Mm, Yes, but I wasn't necessarily top tier. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I was definitely better at history, art, things like that. So then I went to college at University of Nebraska for, I started in interior design. I thought it was maybe a little easy, so I shifted to architecture. Funny enough, now I'm doing both of them. So I ended up graduating with an architecture degree, then coming out here to RISD for my master's in interior architecture. Then started on the island, Martha's Vineyard, for... A little bit of work and then came back to Boston and landed again. And at that point, you were doing interior design work, but with a firm. With a firm, Correct. yes. So yep. much different than much different. branching out on your own, starting your own business, taking that leap of faith. And when you did, did you take that leap of faith first with the interior design dream? No. Okay, how did that work? No, it was, I was working for a high end residential firm in Boston. And I got pregnant with my son, Charlie, and went on maternity leave and had been doing Kadima on the side for probably two years. And it quickly became more than a hobby. And I decided when I went on maternity leave, I just wasn't coming back. And so I ended up, not that I just like dropped them. I had been there four years and I still kept on with them in terms of like contractor projects. So I started almost full-time on Kadima and moonlighting, <laughs> still helping them. So I reversed positions. But yeah, then it was Kadima for two additional years, but I kept getting asked by people in the community or friends, friends of friends. I was getting referrals to do projects for interior design and architecture. At a certain point, I was like, I have enough projects of my own now that I should be having a sister business to Kadima. So that's how that started. Maybe like a year ago, officially went out on my own. Well, I'm fascinated by the furniture rental because yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And I think if I remember correctly from a previous conversation, you had to do that for your own wedding, right? Yes. Isn't that kind of how it was born? Like, hey, we have to fill up this whole place with rented furniture. Like, we could do this. Yes. Although it wasn't... I don't think we thought about all the logistics originally. I think we were looking at stuff that was our style and there was unfortunately nothing around the Boston area. 
the closest that we found stuff was Brooklyn, New York, and just with like the cost to get it here and the the amount, it was like a small amount for thousands of dollars. So I'm like, that doesn't make sense. We had a very fusion, like a bicultural wedding. We got married at Lars Anderson Park at the Auto Museum and did a tented reception. So we had a lot of older guests that wanted to still be part of the wedding and be involved in it. They didn't want to be like stuck in a back corner because that would be extremely insulting to them. <laughs> so we started shopping like at vintage markets and things like that. And we're like, we're just going to find something that's our style on our own and start collecting the pieces. And the vendors that we ended up choosing for our own wedding said to us then, like, I think you're onto something. There's a huge hole in the market. And I said, well, I'm, that's impossible. I'm designing like I don't have time to do this so it started with like a little tiny storage unit and within probably the first year we had to move maybe five times because we kept growing storage units and then I realized it's going to be more than just like storing furniture we need to actually find a larger space find a studio have a little showroom and so since 2016 now we've been doing it long enough that now we're on the lookout for a 10,000, 20,000 square foot space, not like little, you know, storage units. So what I love about it is that you can do something as simple and very temporary as, hey, I have an event on Saturday, May 30th, mm -hmm. and I need furniture in my backyard for that. And you can make it look awesome, which is so cool. But yeah. you also do stuff. Like a foreign exchange student comes in from a different country and it's going to Boston University or Northeastern and they need furniture for eight months. And right. you could do that too. So yeah. it seems to be a, a, very, a wide array of things that you can do in that arena to work with a very wide audience. Yeah. I would say our bread and butter is weddings and private events. And I think what's growing, which is interesting, is movie rentals, which is really cool. So like Netflix just did one don't look up we did rentals for that because they shot it in Boston because Boston well people like doing movies here because it's Massachusetts has a tax haven so for them it's an incentive to come here to film so I think yeah once you start knowing a couple of the stylists and producers and things like that then they will come back to you the next time someone's shooting here so it's kind of exciting to be able to be on stuff like that you're like I can't say anything now and we can't really you know have photos of it later unless it's shot in the movie and you can you know do a still frame and be like oh our stuff is right there but it's still fun to say that you're involved in it when you first said y you do movies yeah I, I literally thought you know, someone's hosting 20 people at their house and they need furniture to watch a movie no. on the big screen. No. <laughs> like, no, we're in the movies, Tom. Actual movies, yeah. What do you like about being an interior designer? What type of project do you like to hone in on that best fits your skill set? I personally like residential the most. Um, I, I think because I'm an empathetic person. So to me, it feels very personal. And I try to actually read... I'm a problem solver, so I try to figure out what they're telling me in terms of style or maybe there's something functional that's lacking that needs to be fixed. And I think everybody's style of living or way of life is always different. Everybody has like different routines, different habits. And I think getting to know that, knowing whether they have kids or they empty nesters, whatever, 
it changes throughout their life. So I think designing for the moment they're in now, but then also thinking about the future, having universal design, I think is something that is important for me. I still love doing commercial projects. I love doing the rentals, but I think having something more permanent and personal is my favorite. How do you contain yourself from (laughs) telling somebody what to do as opposed to listening and adapting to what they're trying to tell you they think they may want with your right. Um, I think sometimes because of my age, maybe, maybe not just my age, but I think sometimes my niceness, my Midwest nice, (laughs) sometimes they might take my suggestions and I don't want to ever put my design on someone else. I think I can suggest things based off of what I'm hearing from them if I'm interpreting it correctly and I think I have the knowledge to give that to them but some people are either like stuck in their ways or they're stubborn or they're like we don't see it right now some people aren't visual people it's interesting to see some of my clients after the fact like down the road in phase two they'll say to me oh you were right or they'll say, oh, we ended up going back to the first option that you sent us. We really, you know, somehow got back to this. It might have taken them a lot longer than me just saying, trust me on this. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe as time goes on, I'll get better at being being more assertive. <laughs> you well, know, it's not working. pushy, but like assertive and being like, no, believe me when I say this is the best or I'll give them three options. All of these are good options. You guys can let me know based off of what you're viewing, whether, you know, this feels right or not. You also have case studies now and you can go back in time and say like, look, this is, was a suggestion. Mm -hmm. They didn't take it at first, but then when they realized that X, Y, and Z became factors, they understood that maybe I know what I'm talking about. So that's true. That's just the, the evolutionary process of your job. So you've had to scale a business. You've had to grow a business. This became something in your head. How has that process been? Because you can't do everything alone. No. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> How is the process? Each year, I'm doing better. I'm doing better at being able to delegate. I'm doing better at finding the right fit for certain things that I know I'm not good at or I know I do not like. So accounting, like for the first couple years, I was doing everything myself. Now I have bookkeepers that are handling payroll. I have um, a financial consultant that's helping me with my my business goals. I have a whole warehouse team that does, you know, delivery and inventory, and I'm still touching on some of those things, but I'm trying to find the right fit to the best that I can to be able to help me offload some of that. Otherwise, yeah, it can be debilitating. Well, it's all part of the growth process. So how do people engage with you? How do they find you? A couple different ways because a couple different companies. So throw out all your Instagram handles and how people can reach out and follow more, learn more about you. Yes. Okay. Instagram probably is most prevalent just because both businesses are very image-based or they're, you know, yeah, they're image-based, material-based, whatever. Instagram, Kadima is Kadima Rentals, at Kadima Rentals, sorry. Raha Home is at Raha Home. Our websites, www.kadimarentals.com or same for hello, or Raha, but rahahome.co, C-O, not C-O-M. That's important. Both of them have emails, hello at Kadima Rentals or hello at rahahome.co. I think it's a fascinating business because sometimes people have to very slowly enter it because they may not need you 
right now. Right. But they might be thinking about a project down the road, and it does take some time. Generally speaking, last question, how long should people be thinking out if they're going to hire somebody like you to work with them? I think it depends on the scale, like what you're saying. So if it's something where I'm just proposing furniture for an existing space, that would maybe be a couple months out, maybe three months, because you have to think about the time of us working to propose, uh, confirming site measurements, proposing furniture, then you deciding, and then us order, like helping you order, versus an addition on your home. That would maybe be even a year in advance. Uh, because you have to think about the time to get a site survey. What town do you live in? If you're in Westwood, there's going to be zoning approvals. What's the setback for your site? Things like that. You need to be able to give the designer time to do a document set so that you can get it priced by a contractor. Then making decisions on contractors and then actually fitting into their schedule. So really, you know, contractors are super busy nowadays, so at least a year for more residential architectural projects. That might be the best advice you've given. So that's yeah. great. So now you know. That's Kristen Benner-Dabul. You have so many ways to reach out and learn more about Kadima Rental, Raha Home. I should not let this go by without saying thank you for your support oh. of Westwood Living. I appreciate it. You were Absolutely. one of my first charter sponsors. Yes. And we have, we have now passed the year mark. We're mm -hmm. moving on to year two. So uh, without you, it wouldn't have been possible. Anytime. Thanks very much. And if you have anybody who you think might be great for me to catch up with here on the Westwood Living Podcast, just reach out to T. Leiden at bestversionmedia.com. But from the Muffin House with Kristen, this is Tom. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.